Gonna turn it up, please. Them Harlem nights. Gonna turn it up, please. I don't fell in love with. Gonna turn it up, please. Them Harlem nights. Party at the bodega. What up, everybody? This is your man, Benz Pharrell with Thinking Out Loud. How's everybody doing today? I hope everybody's doing well. Well, guess what? Ran into this. This one is in Bronx. Uh, Bronx shooting kills a 71-year-old woman, injures another. All right. Two people were shot Thursday afternoon, and police say one of the victims died in the Bronx. The shooters happened just after 12.30 p.m. near the 500 block of East 138th Street. Police say a 71-year-old woman was shot in the back. This lady, who didn't want to be identified, used to be a nurse. She saw the woman collapse and rush over to give CPR. I heard three shots and I ran because I'm a nurse and I gave the lady CPR. I'm sure she didn't make it because she was bleeding internal and she was shot in the lungs, she stated. Paramedics rushed that victim to the Lincoln Hospital where police say she died from her injuries. Surveillance videos shows the second shooting. A 34-year-old woman falls to the ground after police said she was shot in her left arm. She was also taken to the Lincoln Hospital. She's expected to survive. The New York Police Department blocked off Brook Avenue between East 138th and 139th as detectives carried out their investigation. At least seven shell cases were recovered from the scene. Authorities believe the victims were not the intended targets. Longtime Bronx residents Juan Piamita called the shooting senseless and the result of too many guns on the New York City streets. Everybody finds a gun easy, and when they have a gun, go into the streets and kill people for no reason. It's Juan Permuta, the one of the residents that live over there. Well, Bronx is um, crazy, though. You know, Bronx is packed. There's residents everywhere. Like, New York City, the residents is on top of each other. There's buildings. There's like, there's buildings with like 80 floors. Um, you hear what I'm saying? Like 80 floors. Buildings, real high rises all the way up to the sky. And they got like 80 floors. So there's residents on top of residents, on top of residents, on top of residents. When you hit like Dykeman, I'm giving you my, like, where I be at in the Bronx. I be, like, indictment, um, 220th Street, uh, like, dumb areas, like, 209th Street. That's all the Bronx right there. Like, when you catch the one train and stuff like that, I'm just, I'm just like, saying certain places so other New Yorkers know, yeah, uh, so they can fact check me. And be like, yeah, he talking the truth. Like, those areas, there's a lot of people there. There's people everywhere. It's like you get off of the train, there's mad people everywhere. There's tons of people. Like, it's too many people just everywhere. You see what I'm saying? So, uh, that investigation might take forever. Uh, that is as opposed to an investigation in freaking North Carolina, which might take a couple of days, versus 
the Bronx, like, nah, that might take months and months and months before they catch any leads to anything. And hopefully they probably catch it faster than that. But I'm just telling you how congested that area right there is. You know, I feel sorry for the old lady that died, the 71-year-old. That sucks, you know what I'm saying? But the guns that's in New York City streets, it really ain't supposed to be no guns in the New York City streets. And then in the state of New York, you ain't really supposed to have a gun, you know? But there's ways to get a gun and have a concealed carry license and stuff like that. I don't think you could have a concealed open carry license in the state of New York and in New, in the state of New Jersey, but I believe you can have some type of license to carry. Yeah, you can have it. You see what I'm saying? So New York City streets, you got to be careful. You got to be very careful. You see what I'm saying? So moving along. Man steals a construction excavator and drove it into a Florida Walmart, all right? So, Gainesville, Florida. A man in Florida is accused of stealing the largest construction excavator. You know, the excavator is just a, it's like a bulldozer with the shovel on it, and they just level the dirt, or they digging the dirt. You know what I'm talking about? Got the long, look like a miniature crane and shit, and it digs the dirt off of the ground, the construction, you see it everywhere. You know, every time they bust down the building and stuff, they they use that to dig all the dirt, take all the trash and put it in a dump truck, and they just go back and dig all the dirt again, put it in the, the excavator. You know, just for the people that don't understand, I'm trying to help you visualize this shit, all right? And taking it for a uh, for a drive, a man in Florida is accused of stealing a large construction excavator and taking it for a drive, knocking down power poles before plowing through the front of a Walmart store in Gainesville. Police said 47-year-old Jesse Charles Smith hot-wired the excavator and stole it from a nearby storage area. He damaged another storage. He damaged a whole bunch of other storage units, uh, a Starbucks and the Walmart on Southwest 42nd Street during the joyride, police stated. Uh, police estimated the total damage to Walmart near $2 million. Okay, police said Smith was also armed with a machete. And it's not known why Smith stole the excavator, police said. However, Smith reportedly admitted to detectives that he was on drugs. Smith was arrested and booked into the Alachua County Jail on multiple charges, including grand theft, trespassing, property damage, and criminal mischief. All right, so he took the uh, excavator for a joyride. He done plowed that bitch into the Walmart. Uh, I don't know what type of drugs he was on. He said that he was on drugs, but, man, he, he messed up the whole store. And he messed up a lot of stuff on the way to the store because I'm looking at the pictures and stuff. This dude is tripping. And I'm looking at his mug shots. He looked like something ain't right with him. Anyway, let's keep it moving, all right? This guy took the doggone, the bulldozer thing. I don't know how to explain it to the people who don't know about construction equipment and stuff like that, you know? Uh the excavator, you see what I'm saying? He took that bitch for a joyride, ran through the goddamn street. I'm trying to figure out what type of drugs he was on. What, 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 like, 
but that's what he said allegedly. But he probably was on drugs. He, I believe he was. But I'm trying to figure out. Like, in my mind, if I had to guess, he was on, um, how you call them fucking drugs? Um, the bombing fluid. When them people be dipping their cigarettes and smoking bombing fluid and shit. I forgot what that shit. They, the, the, in the streets, they got a nickname for it. They got like a street name for it. They call that shit um, water, smoking on water or some shit like that. But they, it's like smoking bombing fluid. I don't remember this. I'm not a drug addict. I don't know nothing, nothing about that shit. But I, I believe that's what he was smoking on. For him to go crazy, be silly enough to still and hot wire a fucking excavator and just and then fucking drive joyride that bitch all the way to the Walmart. Like that's the only drug I think that'll make a person crazy enough to do something silly like that. All right, but let's keep it moving. El Chapo's wife, Emma Coronel Aspiro, released early from California halfway house. Okay, so Long Beach, California, Emma Coronel Espuro, the wife of a Mexican drug kingpin called Joaquin El Chapo Guzman, is now free. Uh, Joaquin El, El Chapo Guzman, Coronel Espuro, 34 years old, was released early from the residential reentry management facility in Long Beach Wednesday, according to the inmate records via U.S. Bureau of Prisons. All right, Coronel Espiro was sentenced in 2021 to three years in prison after pleading guilty to helping her husband run his multi-billion dollar criminal empire. Coronel Espiro also helped her husband plan a dramatic escape through a tunnel dug underneath a prison in Mexico in 2015 by smuggling a GPS watch to him disguised as a food item, prosecutor stated. All right, a GPS watch. That helped those digging the tunnel pinpoint to his location and reach him. The leader of the Sinaloa cartel was recaptured the following year. All right, prosecutors had asked for four years in prison, but U.S. District Judge Rudolph Contreras imposed a shorter term, saying her role was a small piece of a much larger organization. Okay. She had faced a minimum of 10 years in prison, but was subject to a so-called safety valve provision because she had no criminal record, was not considered a leader, and was not involved with violence. All right, a safety valve provision for the ones that don't know. All right, you could remember that word right there, especially for the ones that study in law. All right. She was subject to a safety valve provision. She didn't have no criminal record and was not considered a leader and was not involved with any violence. She previously pleaded guilty to three federal offenses as part of a plea deal with federal prosecutors. She also surrendered $1.5 million. Damn, she really did? I wonder where she had that type of money at. If she were, if she really wasn't involved in the operations of the Silanoa cartel, you know what I'm saying? Where the fuck she got $1.5 million from? You know what I'm saying? That's a question to ask. You know what I'm saying? That's why I be like talking about the judicial system in America. Sometimes I be like, man, whatever, bro. Y'all some, y- 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 some cocksuckers on the real, bro. Like, 
That's why I was like, bro, you might as well get a female president for America. I believe, I believe America should have a female president. Yeah, you know, I already gave my reasons, and but I don't want my reasons to offend it too, too many people. So I'm, but I'm just saying, America is ready for a woman president. America is ready for multiple female governments. You see what I'm saying? Because y'all already have this like um, point of view of the Western civilization. So you might as well let women be the leadership of it. Straight up, because some some people are like, I wouldn't say they fit to be in a leadership role of government. And then there's some people, I feel like they are fit to be in a leadership of a government role. You know what I'm saying? And there's some women out there, I believe they are fit enough to be in the place, to play the role or to be a, a government or a presidential leader, a candidate. I believe there's some women out there, especially for the American civilization, all right? So, the charges include knowingly and willfully conspiring to distribute heroin, cocaine, and marijuana, and methamphetamines for several years. She also pleaded guilty to a money laundering conspiracy charge and to engaging in transactions with a foreign narcotics trafficker. All right. So she also helped buy land for the tunnel and smuggle Guzman messages to his subordinates while he was in prison, which allowed him to stay in control of the Silanoa cartel while behind bars. She was arrested on February at Dulles. International Airport in Virginia and has been jailed ever since. She was also served. She also served four years of supervised. She will also serve four years of supervised release after the prison sentence. Coronel Espiro married Guzman in 2007 at the age of 18. They have two daughters together. Yeah. All right. So she also helped buy land to tunnel and smuggle Mr. Guzman messages to his subordinates. And then, uh, like, the charges that she include, she had charges included that willfully conspiring to distribute heroin, cocaine, marijuana, and methamphetamine for several years. You know, so, I don't know. I think other judges, what's the judge name again that gave her all of this? U.S. District Judge Rudolph Contreras imposed a shorter term, saying her role was a small piece of a much larger organization, which is true, which is true. You see what I'm saying? I'm just giving y'all, I'm just giving y'all the details of it and stuff like that. Like I said, it is true, no, but let me give you some more news somewhere else. You know, I make these things real quick and spiffy. You understand what I'm saying? I got to make them real quick and spiffy. I already told you guys that I'm not going to have too many um, um, episodes, especially on the ne- oncoming week. I'm not going to have too many, but I'm going to just, like, let you know um, when I'm going to have the next episodes because it's going to be, like, a couple of days. I'm not going to have any episodes. You know what I'm saying? And then... I might, this is what I might do. I might freaking have a couple of episodes on 
standby. Like, not standby, but I'm going to have, like, a whole bunch of episodes, and I'm going to, like, put them out in one day. Like, in a, in a span of two days, I might have, like, 16. I might put out 16 in a span of two days to cover for the the other couple of days. So, so it'd be stories, but they're not going to be up to date. Like if something crazy happened, I'm not going to have it, which is might which might put me in a bad situation, but not too bad. It's not going to be that bad. It might be, you know, I'm going to try to figure it out, though. But I'm going to give you all a couple of episodes. But the bottom line is that there's going to be a couple of days where I'm not going to be on the podcast because I got, like, business to go handle and stuff like that. I'm going to be on the plane, traveling to different places, handling business. I'll be back in a couple of days. It might take about four or five days, maybe almost a whole week before you hear me again. That, that's the most. That's the most of what's going to happen. It's probably going to be a whole week before you, before I even come up with a, uh, another episode. So I might be gone. I might be gone for about five days and stuff like that, which might hurt. It might hurt my um, podcasting. That's why I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. It might hurt the podcast. I'm going to keep it real. It's probably going to hurt me real good because I've been on a roll for the last couple of months podcasting, telling the news and everything. I've been on a good, like my numbers been good and I've been moving and things looking nice and stuff. But me with me being gone for uh for like five days, it's going to hurt. It's going to damage my numbers. But... It'll be all right. Like I said, I'm going to be gone for like about five days, but I'll be back. All right. I'm going to try to like have some episodes on standby while I pop out some for a couple of days. And then I'm going to like drop some messages, some like voice messages, letting y'all know that I'm I'm on the road and stuff like that. I'm going to drop a couple of voice messages where I'm like, yo, it's thinking out loud. It's your man, Ben's Pharrell. Hey, I'm here. I'm on the road. I'm going to holler at you later. I'll probably give you like a, a, a brief rundown on what's going on on the news. It's probably going to take a couple of minutes and then boom, that's it. Like, I'll, that will happen. All right. So, uh, I'm going to give you all those little voice messages at least. But anyway, let's keep it moving. All right. Fayette County homeowner shoots an intruder who was also wanted for murder. Sheriff's stated Fayette County, Georgia. The Fayette County Sheriff says a homeowner was forced to shoot an intruder who wanted who was wanted for an out of state murder. Just before two in the morning, the, the Fayette County 911 got a call from a resident in North Fayette County about a possible intruder in his house at the same time they also receive a notice from the alarm company for that residence but deputies were just a couple of minutes away they say the homeowner the homeowner armed himself with a gun and confronted the intruder in the basement investigators say the intruder was armed with a knife deputies say the homeowner warned the intruder before shooting him, investigators say the homeowner then left the basement and took a position 
to protect his family on the second floor at the staircase. There, he took his stand as the subject made his way up to the second floor. He made the comment, something to the effect of, you're going to have to kill me. When the resident fired the second shot, that was about the time when the deputies got there. From what we can tell, he was coming down the stairway with a second gunshot wound, said Fayette County Sheriff Barry Babb. At that point, they actually still had to struggle with him as they took him into custody. So he still was like resent relentless. He was like, man, you got to kill me. He was like, oh, nah, that. I'm going to get something up out of this house. He was relentless. He was not taking no for an answer. The intruder was taken to Grady Memorial Hospital with two gunshot wounds. The sheriff's, office, the sheriff's office has not yet released the names of the homeowner or the suspect. Investigators do say the suspect has a long criminal history and may be connected to a murder that occurred outside of the state of Georgia. They are not releasing where, but they say they're working with the law enforcement from that area, the particular area where he got a murder case at, uh, with the, as the investigation continues. All right, so why was why was he here in Fayette County? All right, those are the questions. Why target that particular home? The sheriff said it appears to be random. It appears to be it appears to be random. Excuse me. The sheriff says it could have been anyone's house, which is very disturbing. He had apparently tried a couple of other homes in that neighborhood. One that the sheriff describes as an upscale neighborhood in the North Fayette County. All right, so that's very disturbing that it was just random. That tells you a lot, you know. That's why, um, what's the, um, the governor of New Mexico? She over there trying to, like, stop citizens from walking around and carrying um, guns and stuff like that. And then you hear stories like this in America. I'm that's why I was like, I don't know what's wrong with the with that governor. She's a Democratic. I don't know why she's like, oh you, I want everybody to stop carrying guns. Don't have no guns. If we if one of my deputies catch you with a gun, we're gonna uh haul your ass to county jail and stuff. That doesn't make any sense. It's wrong. And look what these criminals be doing. He was relentless. He was coming up them stairs like, man, fuck that shit. I don't give a damn. He shot him the first time, and then he went, he went. They say he went to the second floor to protect his family and whatever, and hold a position, and and, and hoping that the police would come in time to um subdue this fucking intruder. But he was relentless. He came upstairs. He said, "You gonna have to kill me, goddamn. You gonna have to kill me." He shot him a second time, and he still was moving, bro. He wasn't. Like, when you're losing blood, you, you kind of get weaker and weaker, but he still was relentless. He was moving. He ain't give a shit, bro. He ain't give a fuck. He was like, fuck that. I'm finna fucking rob this house. I'm getting something out of this house. He ain't give a damn. And on top of that, when the police got there, they still had to struggle with him to put him in custody. You see what I'm saying? And that's why, that's why I'm looking at the governor from New Mexico 
acting like she could try to get guns off of the street by taking everybody's weapons. Is it because that's what it looked like? That's what she. It looks like that's what she was trying to do: take everybody's guns away and stuff like that. Nobody can't have no guns except, except law enforcement, which doesn't even make any sense because law enforcement or they could be criminal too. You see what I'm saying? So what the fuck? Who's gonna protect who here? You see what I'm saying? This guy was extremely relentless. He didn't give a shit. He, he like he straight up told the homeowner, "You gonna have to kill me. You gonna have to kill me, motherfucker. Fuck that shit. Nah, nigga, I'm ready to die. You know what I'm saying? He was ready to die to get whatever from the motherfucking store, bro. Straight up. You can't, you can't tell me nothing, for real. That's why the Second Amendment is already solidified. It's already etched in stone. There's nothing you could do. The only thing that you could do to try to deter criminal activities is by, you know, educating the public, educating the subdivision, educating the neighborhoods, all right? Educating homeowners, having um, neighborhood watches, making sure that people or helping people and stuff like that. Because we are in a time in the Western civilization where people don't trust nobody and nobody don't want to help each other. So it's hard to um, have good people work with each other. And then you have bad people. A bad person could be your husband or wife, somebody sleeping right next to you. You see what I'm saying? It might have bad intentions, you see? We need to come up with uh, some type of incentive to deter those bad intentions because they're everywhere. It's not like it's not like oh you can deter a criminal from anywhere. Criminal activities could pop up at any given time. All right, it could be you, it could be your son, your daughter, your grand, your aunt, your grandmother, grandfather, your auntie, uncle. It could be anybody, your best friend from long time ago. It could be the principal at your school. It's just it comes from anywhere. So we need education implemented in our everyday daily activities so we can help. So a smart person, a person that's very civilized, you know, a person that's um that wanna uphold the law and uphold the democracy, they know how to deter, you know, when somebody have real evil intentions, all right? Uh should I give you people another story? I don't know if I really want to do that, though. You see what I'm saying? I told you I'm going to have to squeeze in these doggone stories. I'm going to have to squeeze them in. I don't know if I really want to do that. I'm looking at the time measure that I got left on this podcast to see how much time I got left. I don't want to hit the um, stop button, but I'm really tempted to do it, ladies and gentlemen. I just don't know what to do. Should I give you another story? Uh... I was real nervous when I watched the Thursday night football game with the Eagles and the Minnesota Vikings. I got a little nervous, but, you know, the Eagles won, all right? You know, that's my team right there, doggone uh, Jalen Hurts and company versus Kirk Cousins and company and stuff like that, you know? I was a little on edge watching that game right there, a little on edge. And plus, I fell asleep, so I didn't get to watch all of the good parts of the game and stuff like that. But the the Philadelphia Eagle won 
I'm probably going to tell you about my team more than any other team because that's my team. I, I, I fucks with the Eagles. You know what I'm saying? If you want to talk shit about my Eagles, I'm going to talk shit about whoever your team is, all right? There, there go a little story right there for y'all. Anyway, I got to cut this apple pie short and sweet. Yes, I got to do it. Yes, yes. All right? Subscribe to my YouTube channel. And I don't even know why I'm telling you that, but I don't care. I'm going to tell you anyways. A little light inside of me is telling me to tell you that. So subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is Box Benji. That is B-O-X. B-E-N-J-I, all right? Same name that you could use to follow me on Instagram. And then, that's the same name that you could use to follow me on TikTok. I'm very active on TikTok. I tell you this, guys. I tell you this every time I'm on TikTok all the time. Matter of fact, since I'm going to be gone for a couple of days, for about five days or so, um, you could be on the TikTok because... I have content on the TikTok. The same thing that I do on the podcast really is basically the same thing that I do on the TikTok, all right? But it's more like entertainment news, celebrity gossip, and it's the news, like um, mainstream news that's going on all around the world. You get everything, all right? You might catch me with some commentary, all right, so that's why I be urging people to go to the TikTok because I do have content on TikTok. I'm like a TikTok influencer. All right, I'm a new TikTok influencer, and I can go live on TikTok. I have followers, so that's why I'm trying to tell you people to go on TikTok. All right, so you just type in Box Benji in the search engine, B O X B E N J I. Follow your man. Ben's Pharrell with Thinking Out Loud. I will talk to you later. Peace.